today, we kind of have two podcasts in one as we got two totally different people talking about completely different subjects affecting many Amazon sellers. One is talking about Amazon suspensions and how to avoid them. And the other is talking about best hiring practices for Amazon virtual assistants. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Are you looking to learn how to sell on Amazon? The Freedom Ticket course made by Kevin King is one of the most popular courses ever created for Amazon sellers. It's got over 90 modules and 40 hours of detailed step-by-step -step training to help get you started on your entrepreneurial journey. Now, this course costs $997, but Helium 10 actually covers that cost of the course for any Helium 10 member. Find out why tens of thousands of students love this program by going to h 10 dot me forward slash freedom ticket. Don't forget that if you do sign up for a Helium 10 account, don't pay full price. Use our podcast discount code SSP10 to save 10% off for life. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. We've got a couple people who have never been on this podcast before, uh, Leah and Gilad. How's it going, guys? Hey, Bradley. How are you? Pretty it's going good. Great. Yeah, we're good. How are you? Pretty awesome. Now... You two have, have you ever met in person? No. No, never. See, we're, we're introducing people here on the podcast <laughs> yeah. too. Now, now, Leah, where are you located? Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, all right. Uh, and Gilad? Israel, Tel Aviv. It, excellent, excellent. I used to follow sometimes the Maccabi uh, basketball team uh, over there. They had some good Until teams. Until they sucked. Out. Yeah, but now they're yeah, getting I, I, I was just business. talking about with Tomer right now that they kind of suck. Uh, <laughs> yep. All right, now... What do each of you do? Let's start with Leah. Where do you work and what's your subject of expertise? Uh, yeah, I work with e-commerce Chris, uh, so working on account and ASIN reinstatements, uh, but I specifically specialized in product compliance, listing compliance, and brand registry issues, as well as product safety, because okay. that kind of fits into the compliance side of things. Now, how long have you been um, in this field? Uh, I've been working with Chris since 2015. I've been in e-commerce since 2011, I think. So okay. a long How did time. you get into e-commerce? <laughs> uh, accidentally, as I think I think mo I many it. of us did. Um, I just took a summer job doing customer service, and it happened to be for an e-commerce company. And I eventually ended up being their operations manager. Okay, are you are you from Boston? Uh, originally, I grew up in Australia. Okay, because your accent's very weird. Yeah. In, in that you, it doesn't sound like Boston, but then there, there's some like little things in there. I'm like, wait a minute. We're, okay, now Boston mixed with Australian. Okay, now that uh, that explains that. Uh, interesting. <laughs> All right, now uh, Gilad, you, uh, what's your specialty, and and you know how did you get into e-commerce? Same same kind of questions. All right, so I was gonna say, wait till you hear my accent. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm from Israel, so this is an Israeli accent, and um, uh, I'm the founder and CEO of uh, VAA Philippines, we Virtual Assistant Academy Philippines. We recruit VAs from the Philippines, and then we train them specifically to work with Amazon sellers, uh, and we've been doing this on the, for the last five years. Well, did did you see? I, I see. I I knew where you guys worked, but um, because of Glad you're on here, did you see my shirt? What I'm wearing uh, today? Can you read yep. it? Yep. Yep. I have the same one, by the way. We, uh, <laughs> Barakai. I was just there yeah, a few weeks yeah. ago uh, on vacation, Amazing, my first huh? time there. Did you know I'm half Filipino myself? 
No, I didn't know that. Yes. So how, how, how did you like, you know, how did you decide to start this, this company and then in the Philippines of all places? Well, I'm, I'm an Amazon seller. It, it all started there. I mean, I needed VAs from my own company and, uh, and it grew very fast. I started selling on Amazon in 2015 and, uh, and, uh, People told me, you know, go go find people from the Philippines. They're really good, and uh, and this is what I did. But it went uh, very wrong. <laughs> so uh, you know, I learned from my mistakes, and this is how it started. Now, are you you still selling on Amazon? I uh, we do have an account. We sell, but it's mainly really to see how things go and try little experiments, and in order to train our VAs better. Okay, excellent. Now, uh, Leah, you know, th- I, I've had Chris. Uh, on the podcast a, a couple of times, he, you know, he writes blogs because, uh, you know, the, the, the thing that, the things that you guys work on, it, it's not, you know, no, nobody, uh, everybody's goal is to never have to know who you are or Chris, because that means <laughs> yeah. they never had to go reach out to you because their account got suspended or, or some crazy thing has happened. But it, unfortunately it's just a fact of, uh, of the matter is, is that, you know, one time or another, you're, you're probably going to run into something where, you might be stuck, uh, you know, due to an Amazon policy or, or could be your fault, could not be your fault, whatever the case is. But, you know, I haven't had Chris on here in, in a number of months. I don't think it's been quite a year yet. But I'm just wondering, you know, in the last, you know, here here in 2022, we're, we're already more than halfway through, mm-hmm. believe it or not, 2022. Right. What are some of the, the most common things that are happening now to Amazon sellers that they are having to, like, you know, procure your services for? I think the biggest increase we've seen is actually in abuse from other sellers. Um, so more and more, we're either being hired to report something that a competitor is doing or part of the ASIN and account suspension is actually due to abuse from another seller, um, which coincidentally is what I'm talking about at the Helium 10 Summit in September. Um, but but yeah, we're seeing a lot more abuse against seller on seller abuse where, you know, like keyword abuse is probably the most well-known form of that. Um, like like thro- throwing stuff in the the back end on on some certain um you know like like forbidding keywords throwing it into their listing and then it gets their listing suspended like that kind of thing right and we see that a lot where they'll they'll do it on an international marketplace where the listing maybe isn't quite as locked down by brand registry and that will eventually filter over into whatever their main market is um, and then we also see things like you know false IP claims which has been happening for a long time but we're starting to see that more often than we were say a year ago. Uh, mostly because, you know, Amazon isn't really doing a whole lot <laughs> to stop that from happening. They don't really verify any of this before suspending a listing or an account. So it's a very mm-hmm. easy way for people to take out their competitors, especially around things mm-hmm. like Prime Day or in Q4 when sales are that much higher for a short period of time. Okay. So, I mean, I'm assuming that, you know, since people come to you for this, it's not the end of the world that this happens. Like th- there is a way to, you know, th- that you guys know to to kind of like save the seller and reinstate things and things like that, right? Yeah, I mean, so, and unfortunately, it's not always like an easy process. <laughs> sure. um, but yeah, I mean, it is definitely salvageable. Uh, we, we actually only take cases on that we think that we can get reinstated because we do project rights and otherwise we'll be stuck with them forever. Um, but but yeah, no, it, it, is, it is certainly fixable, but part of the issue, and I think part of the reason these tactics are so popular is that Amazon teams are much slower than they were, say, a year ago. So, you know, brand oh, registry. Really? I, that's not very comforting. To, yeah. to know. Uh, I thought it was getting better. Maybe. Well, so like brand registry, you're looking at at least 15 business days for a response. That's actually what they mm. put in the email. Um, and product compliance is another team that now now their KPIs are 10 business days for a response. So if your listing is incorrectly taken down, you know, that that could be 
especially around holidays and Prime Day, you're essentially taken out for that period of time. So if you're if you're trying to handle it yourself, um, it could take even longer or, you know, not knowing the right way to escalate that. So you're not waiting around for a long period of time for it to get corrected by Amazon. Okay. Now, you know, I know no matter what sellers do to protect themselves, you know, there's always going to be a, a way that some kind of nefarious person out there will be able to, you know, to, to, to still get in and, and screw things up. But mm-hmm. what are some, a, a couple of things that can help people maybe even avoid this in the first place? You know, like I've heard some, some people talk about like making sure everything is uploaded by a flat file first or something, even, even feels that you don't use, like, does that help? Or what are some things that you've heard that can help? kind of at least lessen the chances that they can be attacked. Yeah, I mean, so I actually recommend people use flat files for all listing updates anyway, just because it gives you that paper trail, which mm-hmm. Amazon can also access. Amazon can't necessarily access changes made by the API, or at least the catalog team can't. Um, mm. So so certainly I would recommend using flat files anyway. Filling in a lot of the fields does help. It doesn't, it's not foolproof, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, maintaining brand registry helps a lot and maintaining brand registry in any marketplace that your product is listed in. So, I mean, most people just do the US, at least if they're based in the US, because that's their main marketplace. But it is worth the time and the effort to get that trademark internationally accredited. So, you can lock down your listings in the UK, Canada, Australia, because that's where we're seeing a lot of these abuse come through because it's that much easier without brand registry there. Got it. Got it. All right. Switching gears to uh, Gilad. Gilad also is going to be speaking at Sell and Scale Summit. And one of the things that we're doing that I think that almost I have never seen this at an Amazon conference is we'll sometimes have have two different people um, who talk who who are subjects in, in a certain field, but you know they might even be competitors to each other, or or they just might have no relation where where it's you know the, the, they're two different completely different companies. And that's what we're going to do for for uh, your topic, which is you know talking about how you know best ways to 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 hire VAs and we're going to have Saqib hopefully from uh, from the uh, from Pakistan where there's a lot of uh, great VAs as well and it's going to be interesting to see the contrast like hey well, what's the difference between between you know looking for a VA in the Philippines looking for one in Pakistan and other places so so that's one thing that's different about SoundScale but as far as on your side what were you planning to uh, to talk about uh, you know in, in September at the, at the show Gilad? So what the thing that really uh, uh, unique uh, unique about us is that we're not just recruiting VAs uh, from the Philippines and connecting them to the sellers. We are actually training them from scratch about everything they need to know about Amazon, and we continue to support them always, you know, all year long with updates, changes on the TOS of Amazon, new features, and all that. So basically, we're focused. Yeah, definitely Helium 10. We were trained (laughs) by the team of Helium 10. We know uh, Vince took uh, our VAs and trained them specifically for Atomic, for example. So we we are are there to make sure that VAs, they know Amazon. And uh, and what I'm going to talk about is actually not just about, you know, how to find good VAs, but more how to train them, which tasks on Amazon they can help you with, whether on PPC, social media, Seller Central, in order to really scale up and, and increase your revenue on Amazon. That's that's going to be the focus of the of the talk. I love it. I love it. Now, what is, you know, j- just some some common questions I imagine that, you know, some some sellers have is, hey, I I, I want to hire somebody to help um, you know, w- with my product research, with my keyword research. Hey, this is somebody maybe I can, you know, have them maybe, you know, 10 hours a week I can give them kind of entry level, you know, they're not doing advanced PPC or or they don't need to have that Vince training on Atomic and things like that. It's yeah. just some like some basic some basic knowledge. What would I expect to pay for something, you know, like that? Is, is it like a contract? Is it that having them on a retainer? Is it just hourly? How does it work? 
Yeah, so basically when, when somebody uh, approaches us and wants to hire our VAs, first of all, they need to decide where they need help. Like, there is a difference between hiring an Amazon VA who is focused on Seller Central to a PPC VA who is obviously mm-hmm. all trained only on PPC. With PPC VA, uh, for example, you know, uh, the minimum would be two hours a day. Uh, and okay. the maximum is a full-time job. So it's really up to you. You can start with two hours a day. And, and what we see is that, you know, you start that way, but then after a while you see, okay, wait a minute, it's going well. And, and there are other things that the VA can help me with on, on PPC. So then you can always increase the hours later on. So it's flexible. Oh, by okay. the way, and, and to your question, so yeah. the, the, the rates varies between $5.50 an hour to $7.50 an hour. Depends on, on the department, depends where you need help. But definitely affordable, uh, uh, you know, and uh, uh, to get somebody that you can choose to hire only for like two hours a day. And then are they my employees or I'm paying you and you you're paying them or how, how does that work? So you are paying us every month according to the schedule that you decided and the type of VAs that you're hiring with. Mm-hmm. And, and what we do is we continuously, like I said, to support the VAs all year long and we give you a guarantee on the VA. So if you want to uh, even replace the VA with another or, or improve something in the level of the VA, you have somebody to reach out to and talk to in order to give additional trainings to the VA or improve uh, or even replace the VA, like I said. Okay. Now I have a question for you. And this mm-hmm. is a I don't know, maybe kind of a controversial topic. And I don't think mm-hmm. there's any quote unquote right answer or wrong answer here. Yeah. But one of the common debates I, I see is, hey, what, what should I hire for? And some people will say, oh, hire for your weakness. Like if you don't know PPC, hey, hire somebody to do your PPC. My mm-hmm. opinion is kind of the opposite. Like to me, I don't think anybody should hire somebody to do something that you at least don't know how to do yourself. Because in my opinion, it's kind of like, Hey, how, how do you even know if they, I mean, I'm not even, you know, I'm not even just talking about VA. I'm talking about, even if you have somebody, you know, in your office, you know, like how can you really gauge their work if you really don't even know what it is? So w- what is your opinion on it? Like, should you hire for your weakness only, or should, should you try and hire thing, uh, you know, things that on stuff that you at least already know how, how to do yourself just so that you can be able to gauge their, their output. So I mean I'm definitely in your on your side here and uh, but I'll, I'll explain why I mean uh, when when we talk and when I talk to uh, our customers or the sellers or if anybody else from our team is talking to a seller first of all we have to see that there is you know it works out I mean we have to make sure that the seller knows what they're doing they have already done this before themselves and the reason that they want to hire a VA is because they don't want to forever keep doing the same things that repeats themselves sure. day, day, every, every day and, and waste their time. They want to focus their time on, on growth. And, and that's where the, the, it's actually going to be good to hire a VA because you know how to manage that person. You know if that person is making a mistake or not. You know how to you know, give uh, instructions and, and, and to work together as a team with your VA. And you're not really completely uh, uh, you know, putting your faith on a person and your money on, on somebody who's not an entrepreneur. It's, it's he or she are not really risking mm-hmm their money so that's you know that's one thing that we want to make uh, sure of and it's especially true to those that are looking to uh, hire a va to find new products to launch i mean if you've never done this before i mean because you could know ppc but the ppc va will be better than you that's okay because you'd know what you know you speak the same language yeah. you'd know what the va is talking about but you know if you've never uh, you know uh, found a, a product yourself ever and never launched a product on amazon don't say, okay, I don't know anything about it. Maybe I should hire a VA. That's not, it's not going to work out, in my, in my opinion. However, uh, I personally uh, uh, always uh, hire and use VAs to do tasks that I've never done before myself. But it's coming from already an experience that I know 
you know, how to do it, how to manage it, how to get them to report to me exactly what they're doing and, and to give them instructions to make sure, you know, they, they, they really record for me like uh, the, the summary of what they do and, and, what they, uh, and what they reveal and so on. So I feel more confident into giving them to learn things that they had never done before. Okay, cool. Uh, going back to Leah before she falls asleep uh, over here. Uh, do, do you guys strictly do Amazon or have you started doing like Walmart, uh, you know, account suspensions and things like that? Uh, no, we are strictly Amazon. We are one okay. of the few agencies that is not trying to be all, all marketplaces, okay. all things. <laughs> now, speaking, speaking of Amazon, is it strictly Amazon USA or are you handling things from Amazon Australia, Amazon, you know, Germany, Amazon Singapore, like that? Yeah, we work in, we work in all marketplaces on Amazon. Actually, when Chris worked for Amazon, he did both US and France because he's fluent in French. Uh, so yeah, we do all the marketplaces. So then like, I'm just curious, you know, like you mentioned what's a common thing happening here for Amazon USA. Are, are there other countries that have like certain things that are unique to them, like are only happening over there or or that 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 main common problem that you talk about is kind of a universal uh, issue? Yeah, I mean, keywords are abuse is definitely a universal issue, as is IP complaints. Um, the main area that we see a difference in issues that sellers have and also just Amazon policy is more around product compliance because those laws are so different in each in each marketplace. Um, so mm. that's also an area where a lot of sellers unintentionally <laughs> break the rules because, you know, they're familiar with the compliance rules, say, in the U.S., not realizing that they're slightly different in Canada or in the U.K., um, and they don't really realize until Amazon asks them for documentation that they don't have. Okay. I just Something just came to mind when we're talking about international marketplace. My mind works in a million different <laughs> ways. That's my uh, ADD here. But um, you, are you familiar with our Project X that we, that we did on YouTube a, a while back? Have you ever heard of that? I don't believe so, no. Okay, so Project X was something that we did like maybe three years ago where we, we, we as Helium 10, like we made a YouTube kind of like reality TV show where where we started our own product. Um, and actually one of them is a, a coffin shelf and one is an egg tray. It's like, we're like, we just, we showed people the A to Z on, on how to find them. And then did you say a coffin we launched it and they're real products. Yeah, a shelf shaped like I, I oh, a shelf shaped like a coffin. I, to, I was like a shelf. Yeah, I used to have coffin? one. Okay, got it. Here, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I I have it kind of up there on the top of my my thing. You can't see it, but yeah, a shelf shaped like a coffin, okay. and we we've sold thousands of them. You know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's crazy <laughs> how many people buy that kind of thing. But anyways, these are real products. You know, we sell them. You know, we use it for our case studies and be able to test different things on it. But what happened a couple of years ago, and um, was I tried to you know expand to the Europe market. Mm -hmm. And then I got this message, like we got suspended like right away, but thank goodness only on the Europe side it says, oh, I think it was something like, we're, we think that this account is related to another account that got suspended or something like that. So we're not going to let you, you know, sell in Europe. And I was just like, okay, whatever, you know, we finished the reality show. I was just going to try and do some experiments. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, like people have taken over our ASINs over there and everything. So I'm like, you know what? I think it's time that we, we expand there. So is that something that I can reach out to you guys and you guys can, can help me figure out why they're not allowing us to expand to Europe? Yeah. Blocked for related is a pretty common uh, suspension. It's one I think that people are more likely to post about publicly because there's no implication that they necessarily did anything wrong themselves. Um, so it's one that you see talked about a lot on social media because of that. Um, but yeah, usually the first step with the relation is figuring out which account Amazon thinks that you're related to and then figuring out why exactly yeah. Um, that relation. Okay. Usually it's an employee or, you know, a third party service provider that you've used who was also working with other sellers. Sometimes it's even your warehouse can cause that sort of relation. Yeah. I mean, I, I think what it is, what I, what I was thinking 
it could be was, you know, especially at Helium 10, you know, we have sellers come into our, our place, but you know, one of Manny Coates, the founder's brothers mm-hmm. had one of Manny's accounts and I think something might've happened to it. Okay. Yep. But, yeah. but because probably something on the back end, like an address or, yep. or something like got related somehow, but I was just shocked that our U S account never got suspended, but, but what would the process be like? Cause I'm literally going to do this after like the call, I'll, I'll email you and we'll get the process started. But I'm sure there's people out there who might have a similar situation. Like, mm-hmm. What is it like? Like, what are the steps? Like, I just email you guys, and then are you guys going to need like a sub account into our 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 uh, our account so that you can see the error message yourself or screenshots good enough? Or how, how do we even do uh, this? No, we don't need account access. Usually, the first step is showing us the notification that you received from Amazon mm-hmm. um, and sort of a summary of what you've tra- done so far to try to fix it. Unfortunately, sometimes if too many things have been done, it's it's a bit too much of a mess for us to be able to take over, um, particularly if you've escalated it to multiple managers before sending it our way. Um, but yeah, so that would be the first step, just knowing what you've done so far, seeing what the relation or sorry, seeing what the notification is. And then we'd have to work with you to figure out where that relation came from, which it sounds like you already have a pretty good idea of where that okay. came from. And then it would just be showing Amazon that even though you are sort of related, you're not actually the same business. All right, cool. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to work on that together. And I know okay. you like you've written blogs for us, I think, but uh, either you or I will write a blog on this whole process and we'll show people like, hopefully well, there'll be a good result uh, at the end. But yeah. even if it's not a good result, at least we can show people like, hey, this is why we got denied. You know, we waited too long or, or we did it the wrong way originally or something like that. But we're going to do something in real life. Yeah, um, that sounds great. Cool, cool. What else uh, do you guys only work like on, on like suspensions and things like that or or do you help at all with with ungating or people not being able to get their brand registry approved? And are there any other things uh, that you guys work on? Uh, we do work on brand registry not being approved, uh, which is. What, what are the common um, reasons uh, of that? And, uh, and, and what are the solutions usually? Brand registry is a fun one because no matter what, if they deny your brand registry, they send you a message that says it's due to abusive behavior. Um, that's just their denial email. So even if there yeah. was no abusive behavior, that's the email you receive from Amazon. Uh, usually it's something small, like say you, you signed up for global selling at one point, didn't actually sell globally. And then like your Mexico account was suspended or something like that. That's usually the reason for that kind of messaging. Um, otherwise it's just incorrect messaging and you submit their appeal and they approve it. Uh, Okay. All right, cool. Uh, going back to Gilad now, um, what, you know, like, you know, you mentioned, you know, we, we can have, you know, start people at two hours a day, or we can, you know, do up to, you know, full time. Like, how do I know me? I'm just saying me hypothetically as, as an Amazon seller, how do I know what I should do or, or when I'm ready for a full-time employee? And, and should I just get somebody that specializes in PPC or should I get one of these A to Z ones who can like handle different aspects? Like, you know, maybe I'm a seller who's, you know, I'm in the high six figures now and I'm like, okay, I know that I need help because I'm, I'm working 20 hours a day. What's my next step? Uh, can, can you talk to me and how uh, I can know what, what my first step should be? So first of all, I, I don't really believe in this uh, Superman VA that can do everything. I mean, uh, when we recruit people, we see a completely different character between, for example, a social media VA who's going to be really creative and uh, really good in expressing uh, themselves in, in English, in writing, and would love social media, and compared to a PPC VA who's really almost the opposite, like really into numbers, Excel, analyzing data. And if you want them to, to write a blog or a post on Facebook, it, you, you'd not read it. So, you know, that's, it, it's a different person than... than and this is why we, we separate it. So I think, first of all, you have to decide like where you need help. Maybe you should not start with 
everything and you should you know focus on 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 one type of va that you want to start with and and you know once you've got that covered you can already move into the to the other va and like i said it, you don't necessarily need to hire somebody full-time job straight away now uh, um uh, usually i ask myself always the questions like what to delegate i mean what should i decide the, if if i should give this to a va or not and and usually the best thing that works for me is to ask myself like if is this thing that I'm doing now, is this something that only me as the founder of the business, as, as the seller, the, the one who knows everything about what, where I want to take this business to, uh, can do only me by myself? Or is it somebody, something that somebody else with the right training, with the right attitude, with the right capabilities, but somebody else can do it for me? And if the answer is yes, then I, I delegate it. And, and you start to make a list of all the things that you're doing now and, and that you could delegate under this test. And, and mm. so you're left only with the things that only you as, a, as the entrepreneur of the business yeah, should, should focus on in order to grow. And, and everything else should be, you know, already uh, switched to a, to, a, to a VA. And you can start one by one. I mean, little by little, giving more and more tasks to the, to the VA and getting more and more experience into how to delegate correctly. Okay. Now, glad that this next question is kind of, kind of a little bit has to do with what Leah does. But, you know, what one common kind of like fear that maybe some Amazon sellers have is, well, hey, you know, this person is not full-time, you know, maybe they're working for 10 other Amazon sellers. Like what What if, you know, they're logging in and Amazon can see that and then, you know, one of these other accounts is related to mine or something like that. Is the answer to this fear just, hey, make sure they're all logged in under sub-accounts and that there should never, ever be any issues uh, with this? Or what have, have you ever seen any problems like this uh, come up? Well, we, we haven't seen any problem like this for, for the last, I mean, from the very beginning of VAA, which was at 2017, uh, as long as we've seen problems if, if the user permission was not done correctly. I mean, if you give to your VA your username and password, for example, uh, instead of giving them uh, your, you know, create for them user permission and, uh, and, and send all the documents that you want, uh, that Amazon is uh, requesting from you to, to do it, especially in the, in the UK, by the way. So uh, then we see uh, problems, but uh, we've, we have haven't seen problems with uh, uh, you know uh, related uh, accounts yet, but you know it doesn't mean that it cannot happen. So you should be prepared for this. But uh, it, for now, it looks to me like uh, Amazon knows what uh, what they're doing. Uh, Leah maybe you know see uh, things differently because she's you know working on it uh, all the time. But for now, uh, we haven't seen any issues like this. I think uh, uh, if you're doing things legit, you know, and and you're hiring VAs, and mm -hmm. so that's usually what happens. That VAs are working with several sellers. Uh, you know, and, and that makes sense. And Amazon sees that as well. So yeah, something could happen. And, you know, when I was selling on Amazon every, you know, it, things can happen and you can get restricted and then you work on it and you continue to sell. So that's, that's pretty much what it is, what it is. Um, okay. but I think you should be prepared for when, when you want to grow your business, when you start to delegate, there are certain risks that you're taking, but you know, the, the benefits from delegating and giving, you know, responsibility to other people is that this is the way to, to grow your business and, and, and scale up. Okay. Um, one last question for you, Galad, is, you know, uh, let, let's say I start getting or I have uh, ambitious goals for a foreign marketplace, you know, be it Amazon Japan, Amazon Germany, you know, uh, Amazon France. Do the VAs that you all train, do any of them have like these kind of, I would say, not common bilingual you know, almost every Filipino speaks English, for example, but, you know, do you have people on staff who, who can make a listing in, in Japanese or or in Deutsch or, or something like that? Or or do you suggest going to like companies like that, you know, YLT translations, you know, Rihanna has been on the podcast a few times for, for those kind of uh, other language needs. 
especially you know for creating the listings then YLT are, are great for that and uh, and you know especially if you don't have like thousands of products and you want to invest all your efforts into a, a limited amount of uh, products and you want the, the listings to be you know top-notch so definitely uh, go there um, we do have VAs that are working with sellers from uh, uh, non-english uh, uh, countries uh, especially Germany and um, and they don't speak German uh, the, the VAs in the Philippines they they speak yeah they speak English very well they speak Tagalog mm-hmm. sometimes they speak Ch- Chinese so they are uh, the the sellers are using them to find the uh, suppliers uh, but mostly uh, not not German or Italian or French and um, and uh, a lot of time what we see is that uh, um, it's still okay for the VA to do customer service for example in in German they use Google Translate and and mm-hmm. probably there will be some mistakes over there but they always start their uh, and their letter with something like, hi, my name is John. I'm uh, from the, the, the Philippines, for example, uh, or I'm not German uh, uh, born. And uh, uh, probably I, I probably I'm going to make some small mistakes in my uh, in my German. But I still wanted to give you the best ser- service in your own language. Please, uh, you know, hope hope that's OK. And then, you know, you, you just get a better attitude after that. So it's uh, it's OK. OK, cool. Uh, last question for Leah. Um you know, something that, again, I'm not sure if I would call this controversial, but but I hear differing opinions on this is, you know, back in the day, it was kind of common knowledge that, hey, if you want to to open up uh, another Seller Central account, you need to get permission from Amazon, you know, to do that just to make sure you got all your ducks in a row. And and sometimes if, if you don't want Amazon to even know that this is your account, you, 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 you know, go ahead and just start it with all your different information and never log in on, you know, I'll always use a virtual server or something like that, never log in under your home network. Mm-hmm. But, you know, about a year or two ago, a lot of people started saying, even though there's kind of conflicting documentation in Amazon where, no, no, you don't need to ask Amazon anymore. As long as you have different information, just go ahead and start as many Seller Central accounts as, as you want. What what, what what's the, the real truth in, for 2022? Uh, so they did change the policy. So you don't need to ask for permission anymore. Mm-hmm. But what you do need to have is a legitimate business need, as Amazon puts it, for that additional account, um, which means that you can't sell the same products on the same on your multiple accounts. Um, and there, and like I said, there needs to be some sort of need. So for example, if you're selling children's products and then maybe you're also selling some adult products, it would make sense for you to have two separate accounts for those two businesses. I mean, another legitimate business reason would also be yeah. a separate business entity. Uh, but again, you don't want there to be too much overlap in what you're selling on the same accounts because ultimately Amazon gets to decide what's a legitimate business re- reason. So even products within the same category they could consider not a legitimate reason for a separate account. So you haven't seen anybody lately who didn't ask get like suspended or, or, or some for not asking something happened to them. Yeah. For, for not asking. Uh, well, they they don't actually have a, a queue to, to request permission for it anymore. Um, okay. They used to get bumped to performance, the performance team, but support can't do that anymore. So there really is no okay. avenue to request that permission. You just need to make sure you have all that documentation or reasons showing why you needed that additional account. Having it as, you know, collateral Mm -hmm. in case one of your accounts is suspended isn't considered a legitimate business reason by Amazon. 
All right, well, we're going to get into your guys' uh, thirty-second uh, tips here in a second. But you know, uh, as you guys probably heard uh, out there, both Gilad and Leah are speaking. They're not speaking at the same time. Like I said, we're having different people on at the same time, but we're not going to have account suspension and VA <laughs> on at the same time. That would be a little bit uh, interesting. We can do that on a podcast, but not on, on stage at a show. But um, you know, they're both speaking at different times at the uh, Sell and Scale Summit. So if you guys haven't gotten your ticket yet, make sure to go sign up h10.me forward slash s three h ten dot me forward slash s3 anybody who actually uh signs up for that using my discount code you can get a hundred dollars off by using s3 bs 100 what i want you to do if you sign up like in the next week after hearing this i'm going to send you an uh an 80 helium 10 podcast microphone right if you sign up for a selling scale so you would just need to send customer service uh kind of proof that you ordered it right after this episode airs and and uh, show that you use the coupon and then we'll hook you up i'll, I'll have my assistant send you uh directly um, one of these Helium 10 podcast microphones. All right, let's go to Gilad first. What's your, you know, we have something we call the, the TST, the, I actually learned this because of my Filipino side. Whenever my mom would call, and call me or my grandfather, they'd be like, halika, you know, like they would say that. So this is the, but it stands for TST, 30 second tip. You don't have to keep it to 30 second, but like some kind of quick hitting strategy about maybe hiring VAs or something that you're familiar with that you don't think our, you know, a lot of uh, sellers know about, but they should be uh, doing. 30 seconds. All right. So uh, I think the best that you should uh, do is uh, uh, do not think that you should do everything in your business by yourself. I know it's uh, confusing because people are in front of the computer. They can do everything by themselves. They were given a course that teaches them everything. And then you fall into this trap. And what we see from sellers that, you know, grow their business, that they manage to go beyond that and really learn to delegate in order not to be falling into this trap and doing everything themselves, even they could. Uh, that's the difference between a real business, uh, like outside of Amazon, and, and, and falling into doing everything yourself. And that's your way to freedom, actually. Okay, excellent. Uh, Leah, same thing to you. What's your 30-second tip for us? Uh, yeah, I like to quote uh, Office Space, which your listeners may or may not have seen. Um, whenever you're planning on doing something on Amazon, think, is it good for the company? The company being Amazon. We see a lot of people get in trouble because they do a gray hat tactic thinking that it's okay. Mm -hmm. um, just think, if, if all sellers did this on Amazon, would it be good for Amazon and their customers? And if the answer is no, don't do it. Yeah, Leah, I'm going to need to see those TPS reports. Yes, somebody got my reference. <laughs> there we go. All right. I just, I just, we just aged ourselves here yeah, uh, a little bit with that. Bit. But guys, that's a timeless movie. If you haven't seen that, y'all need to uh, take a look at that right now. All right. Uh, not, not very applicable to Amazon world, but uh, somehow Leah was able to apply it to the Amazon <laughs> world. So I love it. All right. Uh, Leah, still with you. Like, uh, how can we uh, reach out to you if people have uh, you know, some questions or find you on the interwebs out there? Uh, yeah. So you can reach me at ecommercechris.com, Leah at ecommercechris. Uh, we're on all the social medias, TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, we're there. You, you got to get a subdomain like ecommercelia.com or something like that. I have been like threatening have to do to. that for, for uh, <laughs> April's Fools for about five years now. <laughs> I love it. The domain's available. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. Uh, Leah at e for now, it's Leah at ecommercechris.com. All right. Uh, Gilad, uh, how can people find you guys out there? So, www.vafilippines.com. That's, uh, that's our website. Or uh, send an email directly to me, gilad at vafilippines.com. That's the, way, the best way to reach directly to me. Awesome. Well, I, I look forward to seeing you guys at Sell and Scale Summit. And as you know, make sure to come on the 19th uh, early, so the 20th in the morning. I'm doing my Zumba fitness dance class and I expect both of you 
uh, to be there dancing the, uh, the 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 buffet that you guys ate the night before <laughs> away. All right. Can I count on both of you guys to be in my Zuma class? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I'm going to end, end it uh, immediately after the 17 hour flight that I'm going <laughs> to go to Israel. Directly uh, to your and and Galak, you, you can't outsource this to, to your VA to, to come uh, in, in your right. place. No, you've got to come yourself. All I right. will. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you soon.